I want to invite you to say what you remember about the end of the series, <laughs> if you remember anything. <laughs> okay. I I congratulations to Shenji. That's all I remember. No, that's not all I remember. That's an important part. That's the b- most important part is that uh, they mind melded, right? They all let go of their egos and became one big ego, I think. I don't know how or but why. But Shinji chooses to live in the world and rejects it. And it's a happy ending. Oh. That was okay. my take on it. So I mostly remember that they were mind melding. I didn't realize he decided not to stay. I thought he decided to die. I wasn't sure. <laughs> so we don't need to review it. It's in the past episode for people who have come this far. But you have zero concept for this movie, right? The only thing I have concept is from the shows we watched with, I don't, like I said, we're not really sure where we left off for me. I mean, you just told me. Do you remember the final angel, Kaoru, that yeah. Shinji had to crush Yeah. while classical music played? Yes. Okay. The only thing, like, I feel like you should know <laughs> going into the movie, it starts right after that in the same way that the final two episodes started right after that. Okay. And we're going to be like having a different point of view of everything up to a certain point. So forget the last two episodes? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because I feel like if you don't have that much, it can be very confusing uh, for the first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie like wait what who what why where are we as Uh, with most things even gellian i'm just along for the ride okay and enjoy the giant robots well there'll be more of that okay let's do it (laughs) let's watch end of even gellian Watch the end of Evangelion. I have a couple questions. <laughs> <laughs> a couple. <laughs> I mean, like we worked through some of them while we watched it, but it, it, it it's uh, worthy of uh, yeah, well, many should, many questions. Should we dive in from the beginning? Should we? <sighs> All right. Well, okay. First, this is my sister Evangelion and me. This is the finale of the original series. We've watched the end of Evangelion, the film. And uh, I'm Josh. You I'm are. I'm Steph. And. Yeah. This is. This <laughs> what is. Do you, what do you want to start with? I mean, what's hanging in my head is what happened at the end that didn't make any sense with him and Oscar on the beach. Yes. But maybe, like, we come back to that. We will. Do you have any any sense of it right now? Or are you just like, what? I'm good to roll with anything. Like, you could show me anything. I'm not going to. I'm like, all right, that's the narrative you're putting down. That's fine. I'm good. That's cool. <laughs> There's like plot points that I don't know where they line up, but um, I can't think of any. It's 
Uh, they all went in to live into the goo together, and then Shenji came out, and that's... Yeah. Um, I'm trying to decide how much I should say before we start going like through the summary. I'm, I'm going to set up a little bit more prelude than we did before we watched it. Okay. Now that we've seen everything. <laughs> so, the series came out. That finale happened with the two weird episodes at the end. Okay. And I love them. I think that's the happy ending. Yeah. Shinji learns a lot of CBT's coping skills and decides... <laughs> I can operate in the world because I know how to handle suffering now. I have coping skills. And everybody says, congratulations. It comes back bright blue, sunny sky. It's abstract. But like, I take it as he's gone back to the world and the rejected instrumentality. In the interim between that and this movie, the diehard fans of the show hated that ending. And they went so far as they were, like, defacing the studio with graffiti. They were sending in death threats. Oh, my God, people. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, making the show had been Hideaki Anno's way to, like, work through the depression he was in. So they, it, like, kind of hits him again. And this movie is him being like, fine, fuck you. I'll give you what you guys claim you want. <laughs> Which is robots doing disgusting things robots doing disgusting shit um you know nude teen girls boys getting kisses uh from people inappropriately we'll older as we, go. we might as well start because it opens with like the biggest pedophilia yes it opens with like the biggest just two middle fingers up of him like looking at the audience as being like, this is you, you fucking sick freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, we're starting at the moments after Shinji killed Kaoru because everybody was like, he's an angel, you gotta kill him, even though he's your best friend and he loves you unconditionally. Um, so he's all fucked up from that. He's in Asuka's hospital room because she had to be hospitalized. I forget why... She could meld with mind meld with her Ava or something and got uh, beat yeah. up. It's by been a, it's been like a month or two since we watched those episodes, but her breasts become exposed. And they have nipples. Yeah, they this have. This is the first now. time there's nipples. Unrated, you know, uh, nipple technology and animation. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that nipples is where uh, aside that nipples is where they draw the line like no 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 that's too poor it's like but that's the part that actually feeds the baby <laughs> it's like that's the necessary component <laughs> but no 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 but in otaku world it's now that's what i call horny <laughs> <laughs> i mean like that's the whole world i guess like the whole world is like oh my god not right. nipples so <laughs> Her breasts are exposed, and he's he's been asking her like, "Help me, help me, help me." He's they make him even more pathetic than he was in the series at this point, because he was like down and out about killing Kaoru in the series, and now he's like upset about <laughs> his sexual urges. Yeah, so he um, takes out his sexual urges uh, and does the yeah some really dark shit. <laughs> We we see fourteen year old boy semen on camera. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's there. We don't need to see it. <laughs> oh my 
good. So there's two. I think there's two a few things happening here. Yeah. One, it is Anno being like, "Fuck you, you sick freaks." Like, yeah, we made them hot, but like, you guys are way too obsessed with this shit. Like, the point of the show was like, let it be entertainment and move on. Yeah. Uh, that's one. And then two, it is like this interesting exploration of something I think about a lot is are you familiar with with carl young and the shadow self i don't know maybe it's like this it's it's the part of us that's like our deepest darkest yeah thoughts yeah that are like most of us will never act on them but they're there and like you have to accept them Mm -hmm. and this is somebody acting on them Mm-hmm. It's like he's acting okay. on the shadow self. Okay. Which is not like a good place to be in. He's so dejected that he's. That he's like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm just going to be. Yeah. And what does he say? Life. I think he says I'm the lowest of the low. Like yeah. after he does it. Yeah. I'm the lowest of the low. Yeah. I think it's relatable in that sense. I mean, like, hopefully people haven't done things that horrible. But uh, given the prevalence of sexual assault among men in society. Well, it was unclear like, whether, I mean, like, it's gross. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's not an okay thing. No, it's not okay. <laughs> it, he should have just walked out of the room for sure. Yeah, so, like, we, we open by showing, like, he is at the lowest of the low. He's indulging his dark shadow self. This thing is a part of us, and most of us just have to just be like, that was a weird thought I need to let go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, my brain was doing its brain soup thing and came yeah. up with some weird thoughts. And then we go and like sort of do, a little, we do a little bit more exposition of where we're at in the series. We have the techno bunnies and <laughs> central dogma or whatever <laughs> throughout the whole series. The whole movie are just like still cool as cucumbers. I, I love them. I love them. They're just like still just having work. Like just they're working. They're at work. They're the world's ending and they are at work. <laughs> but somebody's got to be at work still. Yeah. So as we learned from the pandemic, they were essential. Yeah, they <laughs> they were the essential workers, and this is our first glimpse of them doing that in the next scene. They're worried, like, what's going on with Nerve? I guess we eradicated the angels, but everybody's kind of mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> and they're waiting. They're like, I guess this instrumentality thing's coming, whatever that is. We still don't know, but we're just gonna keep doing our jobs. But then Masato uh, is uh she's like i got i know i know the deep state shit i know what's going on (laughs) that's like the next few scenes with her one that i love is when she's hiding out in like this hallway with all these computer lights flashing yeah she had gotten data from kaji and all of his triple agent work who had figured out this is the plan yeah it's never said out loud but he passed it along to Masato in hopes that she could do something about it. Right. That's what's going on with her. Right. I understood that. Yeah. And uh, but a fun fun little detail is when she like brings up the computer screen and she's like, "So that's their plan." And she like <laughs> finally locks it in. Again, I'm. Pr- uh, I should double check. Uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure once again it's just the history of Gynax Studios that pops up on the screen <laughs> in English. <laughs> so there is no like you cannot figure out like beat for beat word for word what the hell is Sele's plan okay and uh then we get like ray in her apartment she's broken gendo's glasses which is 
telling of what she's going to do later. Because her whole thing was like, oh, oh yeah. my connection with Gendo. Like, all we get is she's in her apartment. Gendo's glasses are broken. She leaves. Yeah. Uh, Ritzko's been locked away because they, remember they were reprimanding her. She was yeah. naked. <laughs> she, kind of, oh, yeah. She was naked. The deep state dudes were talking to her. Yeah. But now the deep state dudes have tried to take over the computers that are her mom. <laughs> she tried to unre- She tried to hack it. Yeah. So they let her but out. But then to- part of her mom betrayed her. <laughs> Yes, that'll come up later. Yeah, that was all good stuff. Okay, then the action starts. This is that was all kind of the exposition of like, here's where everybody's at right now. I'm still not great at piecing together like who's on what side, who wants what to happen. Yeah, like Gendo didn't want instrumentality to happen, or he wanted a different form of it. My understanding is okay. Here's my theory. People, again, always welcome to correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of it, I think, is up to interpretation. I think he wanted to take it to a point that he could reunite with Yui. And somehow he was doing that with Adam in his hand, like, and, like, using Ray to connect to Lilith and Adam. And somehow he could reunite with Yui without everybody getting instrumentality, maybe. (laughs) But the Zayla guys were like, no, we want to reset humanity. And Gendo was strained from that. Did the, what is the deep state guys called? Zaylite. Zaylite. But did they know what instrumentality was? Yes. They knew they every, the whole world's going to blow up. They like, that is like true, like psycho billionaire of the modern age mindset. Live forever. But they don't want to live with other people. But that is rather accurate. Yeah, like that feels real. I was thinking in the beginning of the movie, okay, we've got sort of like... They want to be uploaded into Ava Goo, basically, though. It's like yeah. They're like, yeah, I want to live forever in an Ava. Yeah. Not just these kids. Yeah, right, right. They wanted everybody to li- be in that goo so that we can live forever yeah. and life can be painless. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> action-wise, I'm pretty sure it's the Zele guys that sick the... J-S-S-D-F wait yeah (laughs) the Japanese I don't know what the S-S stands for I think it's like the Japanese something something defense force those are the guys who go okay so that's what happens they're attacking these guys attack they attack Nerf headquarters yeah I'm pretty sure they're set in by Zele because Zele finds out that the Nerf Techno Bunnies and Gendo are trying to do things a little different now that they've finished the angels off. Okay. Um, they're just kind of like, cool, we stopped the angels. I guess we're done. Okay. And these guys are like, nah, we got to do instrumentality using the Avas. So they go, they, they send in these guys, this army to uh, wreck the place. Uh, just murder everybody. Just absolute endless war crimes being committed. <laughs> Shooting, shooting people in the back as they're running away, <laughs> flame throwing hallways of people, brutal yeah, stuff. It's bad. They blow the hell out of the place. But Masada was on a mission to get Shinji to an Ava. She's trying right. to get everybody in their Avas because it's like the safest thing. Yeah, that's the side. It's the safest. Yeah. So we've gotten Asuka to her Ava and thrown it in the lake. <laughs> Throw it in the lake. And at this point, she's still like, oh, I'm catatonic, whatever. But they're like, okay, cool. Asuka's as safe as we can get her. Um, but we don't know where the hell Shinji is. He's just whining. Uh, and He's won't pouting move. in a corner. Yeah. So the next 
Classic toddler. <laughs> Masato's like, techno bunnies, you handle this. I'm going to load my gun with some really badass shots uh, in terms of camera, angle, animation. Really good stuff. <laughs> like, she's she doesn't mess around. Yeah, they really. Gangster, for sure. They put her in boss mode. Yeah. She's a good man. Like, they do. Um, this is something that people attribute to Vince Gilligan, who did Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. of putting the point of view in the camera in like um, arbitrary objects in the scene or in the room. Yeah. And they do that a couple times here as she's like preparing to go try to save Shinji. Yeah. Where they put like the camera's like on her gun and you're like following it cocking. Yeah. It was like. Not only did they do that, but they did it in animation. And like everything that's is what's just cra- right. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. So that's that's kind of the first wow factor animation wise for me in the movie. The Techno Bunnies, uh, they, they come under fire as Masato's running out. And um, they're still very focused on their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? Yeah. Well, and we get this sort of side story with them that I don't quite understand the importance of that they talk a lot about how they are not trained to fight humans. Yeah. I always nice. It made you think I made me think of nerve in a different way. I was like, oh yeah, they're not like military guys. They're just like defense against UFO type guys. Yeah, I think it was like just to paint these as like truly innocent characters, like I civilians. guess. Yeah. <laughs> like these civilians. guys really thought they were doing the right thing all the way down. Yeah. And they're just like, we just fight aliens. They're just we're not trying to have a war. Who know how to operate computers <laughs> and are just doing their job. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. It comes out of its way for like about two or three minutes of like dialogue between them. Of like, Turn off the safety. what it takes to use this thing. You've had loads of practice time with a gun. That was different. I never had to shoot at people back then. Get over it. You'll die if you don't. I I thought that is, although that does bring up the point of view, I think of, or the point that like, you're not innocent just because you think you're not directly doing the killing. You know, like people, like a a job working for the military, like your hands are still getting dirty or... Just because you're not comfortable with killing doesn't mean you're not involved. Yeah, they're... Uh, you're building weapons. Yeah. You're fighting. <laughs> you're still working for Lockheed Martin at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're. St- <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought that that was an interesting Uh Yeah, you know, uh, compared to... Um, I just watched Top Gun Maverick. I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> I forget if I've told you about this. I don't know if I can stand it. The first five minutes of the movie. Um, It's dumb fun. It is a dumb fun movie. Okay. But in the first five minutes, Tom Cruise is trying to fly this secret plane that they're working on. He's 60 years old, mind you. Because they would let a 60-year-old fly the new And his goal is to make it go Mach 10. Uh, before like the big general stops him and makes him ground. And twice in the scene when he's trying to reach Mach 10, they do like a, a rack focus onto his like flight stick and you see like a glistening Lockheed Martin logo. No. <laughs> two times in, in like two minutes. That's crazy. 
<laughs> so that's to say, I think this scene is trying to ask the audience to do the opposite of accepting <laughs> the military industrial complex right. on its face and going, oh, this is complicated. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. All these uh, uh, guys acting on behalf of the deep state, blowing the hell out of nerve. They catch up to Shinji. They put a gun to his head. They say, sorry, kid, nothing personal. And then Masato comes in. Ah, that was amazing. Sorry, nothing personal, kid. Sorry, it's nothing personal. Badass and just mercs all three Masato of these guys. forever. Like <laughs> best character ever. She rocks so hard. <laughs> and then she said, and then she like after she knocks one the one out that's pointing the gun at Shinji and blasts the other one away. The third one, she says the same thing. She goes, "Sorry, nothing personal." And just point blank <laughs> shoots him in the head. Uh, it's awesome. So awesome. Uh, and then she does, she gives... If you've recently died, do you get to go to the goo? Like, That's did a good Masato question. get to... Oh, well, she hasn't died yet, but, like, those guys that died, do they get to go to the goo? Because, um, you know, nothing personal, but... Anyway, that's just hypotheticals. We can save that for later. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, we'll get through all the action, uh, especially because, like, the first half is the action, mm-hmm. and then the second half is, like, the existential, like, nonsense. Yeah. So the first thing, like, she she's interacting with Shinji about, he's still whimpering about, like, Asuka, help me, blah, 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 blah. Why is he hooked on Asuka? I don't really know... So can't remember where the I thought they were at this point he's killed Kaoru. Uh Ray has become like half angel, maybe. I think he at this point he's like, Ray's just too weird. <laughs> Ray's just I'm not sure if she's a real girl. I don't really know what's going on with her anymore. <laughs> and Asuka's like the only like peer personal relationship he has established, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like the most problematic and complicated where it's like they should just be friends uh right. or like you know like, like dating teenagers but they just like can't not hate each other <laughs> yeah they they're they're some serious magnet energy for each other push yeah. pull <laughs> yeah their their poles are not matched right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but he's still like whimpering for her to help uh and Masato uh, tells him, you, you can't just like turn to a girl and ask her to save you from reality. Uh, that's a Ding good number point, two you know? at the audience. That's a good point. <laughs> I, I do not like immature men who do that. Nobody likes that. Exactly. So that <laughs> Women was, do it too. That was but... like the second time. It's almost like she could have just turned to the fourth wall and been like, <laughs> don't Look for a girl to save you, you save, losers. Save yourself, you freaking idiots. <laughs> yes. Nobody wants to save you. <laughs> we'll, we'll get some more of that as we go. That's why I think that's why I noted that specific detail. Yeah. So then she real quick explains the plan for third impact. Uh, it's complicated. It's not super important. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but these are the parts I love. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'll do my best. No, it's okay. The third impact is going to happen. 
okay, god dang it. And I like I've already tried to explain this when it came up in another episode. And I'm probably gonna explain it different this time, based on what she says in this. Humans are the final angel. We're like the one who made it. Right. I dug that. I was and like, now, okay, cool, cool. The angels, god dang it. The the problem I can never remember is which ones are the children of Adam, which was like the original life form that was on the planet. I forget if that's the angels. Yeah. Or if the angels are the children of Lilith, and Lilith is what came with the black moon. It's Lilith came with the moon, and the angels that are humans are Lilith. Lilith, yeah. So I don't know what Adam is. Adam was uh, the the original life that existed on Earth before okay. the first sure. impact, which was <laughs> the black moon. Basically, like a big asteroid crashed into Earth. Yeah. Long, long time ago. And that brought humans. That was the first impact. That brought the Lilin, which the humans were the surviving like form of. And then you had the second impact, and that brought all the angels. I don't know. <laughs> let's go with that i think that's what happened oh the second impact was like they found adam oh yeah and tried to mess with it and they built it ava i don't know man somebody explain it in the comments (laughs) yeah this is the kind of stuff i love i love the lore the lore is fun I, I, i love it but it's just like i can never keep it in my head because i'm like there's so many more important things Okay, and the lore, well, like just in life in general. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. And the lore of this show is it's so fun, but it's so complicated. Right. <laughs> because it's not, if you're saying the shows, like all well, we saw in the shows in the movie are, are the full canon, it's very hard to piece it together from that. Okay. Like, you could read endless wikis where people are like, well, in this manga and this video game and this and this and they pieced it all together but I like I just can't keep that in my brain <laughs> no that makes sense so like I, I'll read a Wikipedia page on it someday and be like alright so I'm gonna get I've done it like five times and I still <laughs> like, can't keep it straight it's fine <laughs> I think it doesn't matter as much as yeah it definitely doesn't matter but it's fun yeah no it is it, it, it is like what I also like one of my favorite like I wish there would be um like a, I wish I could play an Ava video game like a really good story based RPG Ooh. that tell like is really deep in the lore like the game I've brought up several times <laughs> as we've done this Xenogears which is very much like a successor to Evangelion right. in a lot of ways uh anyways I just want to read a book Give me the book. Give me the yeah, manga. Yeah, or a book version. Something is there that, a manga? There's manga. Uh, I don't know how different it is from the shows. Might have to find that someday. Then we get this weird scene of just people in shadows, and I think it's supposed to be like a prime minister who's trying to be like, um, I'm still in charge. Can we stop everything? That's cute. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. No. It's just like a weird like 20 second scene. I missed that. Never see him again. <laughs> uh, I love I love it's, that part of like... It's got like a big swinging like clock in the background. Oh, yeah, that clock was sick. That's yeah. all I noticed. Uh, it was like, oh, man, this guy's got a sick clock room. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't think that's that important. It's just like a weird sort of like, oh, yeah, there's... Like the government's not in control here. It's very much acknowledging the, the deep state. officials are factors just, of it all. It's, yeah. 
which I want to try to lay out my my analogy for like the layers of who's on what team based okay. on like if this attack on nerve to cause human instrumentality was in the real world or like a real world analogy it's kind of like if like all those soldier guys are like the january 6th protesters <laughs> no 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 you think <laughs> like, like and they're being told to go in and like yeah, just cause a ruckus takeover by like some like deep state people pulling the strings. I felt like they were more like the National Guard being well, sent into like NASA. Well, that's I'm just trying to pair this to like a real world event. Something okay, that okay. has happened. Okay, I got you, I got you. <laughs> and like the the techno bunnies are like the National Guard trying to stop them, but they fail. <laughs> Because they're like, I'm just here for two weekends a month. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks a year. One week in a month, two weeks a year. Yes, (laughs) Joke's on you for joining the National Guard. National Guard should have beefed up. I don't know. That was just kind of the way I was thinking of it while I was watching. (laughs) Yeah, well, basically, like, the powers that be are, like, the millionaires pulling the strings yeah and they're like yeah go fight on my behalf and like it doesn't matter like yeah it's it's so you can be free or whatever <laughs> you, you know and like they're <laughs> just like whatever. cool i could go murder a bunch of people yeah they're like, oh, finally. And they don't know that like they're about to be turned into goo <laughs> yeah all they know is yeah they they think they're freeing something probably yeah then we start getting into the the, the most kick-ass parts uh when oscar wakes up at the bottom of the lake and we have this back and forth, uh, which is really great. Like it starts with like you can barely hear her. Yeah, you couldn't hear anything. She's just going doing like I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Oh. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it was sad. That's a uh, a familiar feeling. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Saying I uh, randomly almost died from a freak <laughs> medical incident that was completely out of anyone's control uh, recently. Uh, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. Don't do it. Don't do that. Um, that's why Steph's hanging out here. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> so yeah, that was relatable. <laughs> I don't think I was quite as close as she was, but and when I talk to people about like the scary thing about death is the lead up to it and like yeah like people who love you you like think like oh that's gonna suck for them but like once i'm dead i think like great that's what i mean not (laughs) to be too dark i think about that leading up to it exactly is all that i'm really i'm not afraid of not being here anymore because you've done that that's that part you've done before you were born you did that like it was fine i didn't have any qualms about not being born yeah (laughs) And, like, Asuka was behaving in a way that looked like she did want to die. Yeah, leading it was up sad. To and then, she, yeah, she was she, she had uh, some suicidal ideation there for a while. And now that it's really facing her, that terror yeah. kicks in. And we get the, like, sort of the redemption arc for her just horrifying backstory we've been learning about for the free, past few episodes. <sighs> Yeah. She finally realizes her mom is the soul that's in her Ava that's been protecting her the whole time. And it gives her like superpowers. And yeah, she's that was a badass. badass. 
Yeah. So, Asuka awakens. Because uh, her mom's protecting her. She kicks so much ass out of these Japanese defense force. What whatever. <laughs> Those new Avas. Well, first she's taking down like the general oh, military. Yeah, she's yeah. like using the planes as like clubs against oh, the tanks. That was sick. That was so sick. <laughs> the whole scene is. Uh, love it. That uh, was good. That, that was some classic monster robot stuff. Loved it. Yeah, that was kind of like the thing. They, just like you had to make sure an action sequence this good was going to be in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the start of it. Uh, we get more in a bit, but first. They, we see the mass production Avas get launched, and then we go back to Shinji noodling and being a little brat. Uh, noodling was your word for it. <laughs> well, he went noodled on Asuka, and I was like, oh my God, that's so, yeah. or Masato. And uh, if you have children, you know how awful that is when somebody went noodles on you. Yeah. You're like, I can't, do it's the worst. <laughs> it's like, how do you even... Get especially, the energy to keep trying. Especially when they're full-size human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, Masato, I relate. <laughs> but she like she keeps doing it. and She keeps telling him not to cry. And like, I don't love that. Like, crying's fine, but it wasn't the right time for she it. She tells I him not agree. to cry? I don't remember that. She's, crying won't solve anything, Shenji. Oh. Crying yeah. is good for you, I think. Yeah. But yeah. not when you're avoiding things by crying. That's not good for you. It was a difficult uh, situation. It was. <laughs> I think she. Not. She, it was a matter of time was pressing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But also, yeah, Masato doesn't have her act together. It might be the kind of person who's just like, "Don't cry, a little." <laughs> well, it's also like very nineties. I don't know. Like, we're in a new era where we let people cry now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the deep state, indeed, they deploy their mass avas. Asuka's umbilical cord gets cut, and she does this badass thing. She's like, Three and a half minutes to get all nine Avas? That's 20 seconds each, so I better get to work then. And then she says, uh, I want to look up the, uh, this word she's Erste? It's Ger I'm assuming it's German. Yeah, I recognized uh, it, but I don't know what it means. It seemed familiar. First. first. As in, I think she's just being like, all right, first things first. Uh, it's just badass. Yeah, it was. <laughs> then we have Masato and Shinji reckoning with his bull mess. He's finally like, okay, I'll open up and talk a little bit. <laughs> uh, um, because Masato's just been shot. Uh, as as she was carrying his noodly body, so he's kind of the reason she's dying. God damn it, Shenji! <laughs> so he he brings up that uh, he, he's done horrible things to Asuka. True. <laughs> <laughs> he killed Kaoru. True. And Masato tells him to think about what you can do and make amends. And this is like that's some real recovery stuff there. Yeah, I think. Right? Yeah, she's trying to give him the lessons that in the other ending he was learning through the instrumentality process. Yeah. Uh, and she's like trying to pass them on to him. And I think he's just not having it. <laughs> yeah, he's very slowly like waking up, right? 
Yeah, but he's still just like, uh, like he just doesn't want to, to do anything. And that's like, I think the constant through the movie. That's the difference in perspective between this ending and the previous one that makes the previous one the happy ending. Yeah. Is that he just like continually rejects, rejects, rejects. Then we get Masato um, kisses him. <laughs> Ugh, so gross. Which is, I'm choosing to believe. She's just like, whatever, I'm about to die. End of the world. Just maybe it'll motivate this 14-year-old to get off his ass and get in the robot. <laughs> and maybe save some people. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it's gross. Because uh, I'm not going to dwell on it too much. I just I I, I want to love Masato and think she's always got the best intention. Well, I felt that's why I'm like I, I think she just like knows that. she's about to die. That's why I'm forgiving it. <laughs> okay, there's that. But uh, yeah, I'm going from the um, theory of the director just like went went too far there. Yeah. And he, but he's also like, I guess he's poking at the audience, like you said, like, fine, this is what you want. Here Kinda, you go. Yeah. It's it gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I hope this makes you feel uncomfortable. And then she adds on, we'll do the rest when you get back. <laughs> I'm so grossed out. <laughs> like, I finally, I'm like, yeah, Masato is like such a great mom figure. And then it's like, Oh, no. Nope. Nope. It went the wrong way. <laughs> Should have just stayed. The mom he never had, but, well, hey, you know. But Anna really said, fuck you. <laughs> this is what you wanted. And then he blows her up two seconds later. So and he said, nope, that's wrong. <laughs> I'm just choosing to forgive everybody and say, like, But the, yeah. your theory makes sense, too. It's it's more of him just be like, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. Here goes your favorite character, and she's gonna be a total creep on the way out. <laughs> okay. Now we get just some of the most beautiful animation I've ever seen in anything when we go back to Asuka just tearing these things oh, apart. Man. Those sweet double sword shields are amazing. <laughs> they do such a good job. With the weight and momentum of those things in this fight. Yes. <laughs> There's, I think, like two shots in the cockpit of Asuka. And like she's she's like heaving with the weight and momentum of this thing that she's wielding against them. And the camera is also moving the way it would oh, move sick. in that situation. Yeah. And it's so good and that's like these are the details that take something from a b tier to s tier for me no i i didn't notice that level of detail but i was just like this is awesome <laughs> this is so good and she it's was like i've been playing the new zelda tears of the kingdom <laughs> and i've been trying to tell you about like no, like the details are what make it. And like, I like yeah. the fact that he, when he cooks, he hums different songs from different parts of the, of the series. Is like, they didn't have to do that. They didn't yeah. have to be that detailed, but they did. And that's what makes it not a, another just stupid Marvel movie. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, that rules. Um, so 
Um, I'm trying to make sure I get everything that happens before the sort of intermission here. Asuka's going berserk. Ritsuko's waiting at the terminal dogma to kill Gendo. This part's very sad. Yeah, that part was, that was a bummer. We don't get a lot of detail of what happened, but she's standing there with a gun and she thinks like she doesn't need the gun, I guess, because she tells Gendo like, I, I messed with um, the Magi system. So your plan to do your version of instrumentality or whatever isn't going to work. And then she finds out that the computer, which is her mom, (laughs) (laughs) has rebelled against her and chosen Gendo, her like illicit lover over her daughter and is like refusing her commands. Did you get all that? I didn't I didn't get that, that it was her mom that refused her. I thought the Magi had more than just her mom in it, but it's just her mom. So yeah, if we go back several episodes, the Magi was three computers named after the three wise men. And each computer has a different component was of her a different mom. component of her mom as the, the like, woman, the mother, and the scientist. Oh, that's right. Okay. So the woman So the one is the woman Gendo. That's yeah. effed up. <laughs> <laughs> Risco's mom. Yeah. Shame, and, shame, shame. Yeah. She's not not a good lady, apparently. Well, I, but like if you split her identities, I I get that. Oh I don't know, man. That's that's that that's guy's heavy. an asshole. <laughs> well she loved the evil genius. And like why do, why does a mom have to always choose her kids? Because uh, I mean, like the mom and me is like you always choose the kids, always the kids first. Uh, but like your kids aren't evil. <laughs> uh, but they're also not a sexy genius scientist, <laughs> <laughs> and um, that recognizes your amazing female qualities. <laughs> oh man, it's 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 just a, I don't know. So, that seems know, very like, sad to me. <laughs> like well, but like being, it is very sad, but. Yeah, now we got into girl stuff that I'm like, well, but like, why, like, people always frown upon women for choosing anything but their kids. And Mm. I think you could choose yourself every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Maybe the scientists chose chose human instrumentality and not. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Not the greatest example. Like, I see, I get what you're saying, but not the greatest case study for it. No, no, it's not. I'm just going on a feminist tear here. Yeah, no, that's fair. And like the rest of the scene is really sad that like we cut to like Gendo pulling a gun on her and he's speaking, but we don't hear it. And I see that as like it's putting us in Ritzko in Ritzko's shock that like she's shocked that her mom just chose this horrible man over her. Uh, so she doesn't even hear his final words to her. Yeah. And he just shoots her. And it's yeah. So sad. Oh, man. No, <laughs> I, I, I was sad. I was sad for uh, Risco. I like Risco. Although Risco is kind of like a mean best friend. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have complicated feelings about her, I guess. And then, uh, ooh, I think this, okay, this next thing is for me one of the like, ugliest nastiest just like things i've seen in a film (laughs) like in general so that is when 
uh, Asuka finishes off all the mass production Ava units. Yeah. And she gets like one second of like, I did it. And then they all wake back up and she's out of batteries. And for some reason, there's two spears of Longinus. This is the first one. It comes back and attacks her in the eye. The first one is the one that they made. Yeah. And then the original. And then there's the other one for space. <laughs> the space spear. So it attacks her in the eye. And there's, I, I think it's artistically brilliant. But like what the thing that it's like, I don't know, criticizing or representing is like really ugly. Like, <laughs> what is it doing? Uh, I didn't. I don't know if I know what you. Mean. I I see that scene as like these things are they're they're the robots, but they're also like vultures, but mm. they're also like men preying on a young woman's body. Oh yeah, like the I way think I got a I hint. Now it. I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, I got a hint of that. Like it's like uncomfortable for me to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because I see it as like another one of those things of like, this is you disgusting pigs, the fans. Yeah. And like the way you treat women. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it's just like this gruesome, like horrifying, like ripping apart uh, of her body. like it, And like it really sets in when they're like, they're showing the thing being ripped apart and then they show her body inside of it. Also yeah. sort of like being violated that... It, it's, I think again, it's like brilliantly put together, uh, but it's oh, <laughs> uncomfortable. It's it's gruesome for sure. It is brilliant and gruesome. Yeah, what you're saying reminds me very much of like what we do to young female celebrities. Yeah, like just and the picking apart of their bodies, the obsessions with their bodies. Their obsessions. They're too young to obsess with, but they do it anyway. And yeah. Like, I definitely feel that's the intent of yeah. the way that scene is shot. <laughs> oh, it's sad. Yeah. It's Poor Asuka. Way sad. <laughs> and it's gruesome. Like, you feel the, like, bodily gruesomeness. Like, the robot's not just metal. It's blood and guts. It's her. Yeah. And the, the techno bunnies who can only see graphs of what's oh, happening yeah, are like they're so grossed out that they're like retching and getting yeah. sick <laughs> yeah that's wild it's gone berserk Yeah, that scene uh, just, I don't know. That whole Asuka arc through this movie, I think is one of my top sort of like, just like media moments of all time. Yeah. Just like some of the most beautiful animation I've seen. Some of like the most gruesome metaphor I've ever seen. And, and like the arc of her story that got us there. It's like so tragic. Yeah. I'm like... There's not a lot of other stuff that hits me this hard. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> like, you just humor me like, yeah, it's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, man. So finally, the end of this uh, 
sort of first half. Unit one awakens on its own and like kind of protects Shinji and is like, get in me, uh, like it did at the very, very beginning of the whole series. Um he he gets in and it starts uh rising. It's like sprouting these devil wings. <laughs> He's surrounded by if somebody goes, is the devil, right? Uh yeah, Fuyutsuki, I think at this point, calls it the devil incarnate or something. Yeah. <laughs> if not here, soon. He says something about it's the apocalypse and the genesis. Um, yeah. Which is a very good summary of what the instrumentality is. It's a reset button for it's humanity. It's freaking rad. It's, it's the great reset. It's like, oh, of. man, that's cool. <laughs> but Shinji, good idea. So Shinji rises up, understandably screams in abject horror. Yeah, yes, he, he sees Asuka, right? He sees Asuka's Ava. He sees Asuka. He sees he's surrounded by all, I don't the know, vulture things. Vultures and religious iconography. <laughs> and like... <laughs> He's in the cockpit of a god and just screams. <laughs> End of uh, part, part one. one. Yeah. It's crazy. Titled Love is Destructive. Um, Ain't it? Yeah, I don't really know what I take from that title entirely. Other than that, like it's reinforcing the same thing we've been looking at as as we reach the end of the series of like relationships, love. Yeah, they're hard. They suck. They involve conflict, but you gotta do them because that's being human. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we open the second act. With Gendo uh, disgustingly violating Ray to try to trigger his version of instrumentality. That was one of the worst parts for me. Yes. That was (laughs) disturbing on many levels. They don't show that he's got the atom thing in his hand, but he reaches into, like, through her breast to activate her. (laughs) I mean, it was, like, such a sexual assault mm-hmm. yeah i definitely see it as she and oscar both being sexually assaulted uh, yeah in this film well and it was a horrifying metaphor for it i think without actually you know like it gets at like it it felt like it got at what it would be like to be sexually assaulted by an older man who's yes. supposed to be taking care of you it's like yeah, it's a it's very like it gets to the visceral level of that. And, and is that, that was this, an impressive use of cartooning? <laughs> is that the same scene though where she rejects him? I think so. I think it becomes I that. I think like he does it, and then she comes huge and starts uh, yeah. animaling from the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't take good enough notes about the, the action of this whole part. But yes, that is basically what the sequence of events that transpires here. He does this violation. She's like, no, I won't be your doll. Yeah, um, that's what he says. It might be at this point that she's like, Shinji is calling for me. 
So I think the part of her that is Shinji's mom is like trying to reach him. And that's why she she merges with Lilith and grows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, giant ray. Giant ray. Like animal from the Muppet movie. <laughs> 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 you know, you know. <laughs> um and uh the spear of longinus the other spear of longinus, i love the spear of it longinus. comes to shinji um the sailor guys are like let the ceremony begin and they recite a bunch of stuff oh that ruled too yeah. <laughs> they've reached the end of their um dead sea scrolls <laughs> That were giving them directions on how to do instrumentality, and they do this weird, like, monotone <laughs> prayer. Um, and they're like, they're ready. They're like, turn us into the goo. Uh, <laughs> so at this point, Unit One gets crucified by the Mass Ava units. Just most of this is just like religious iconography nonsense. And it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there's a shot where, like, Shinji has um, stigmata in his hands. And the Zele guys are like, the stigmata has begun. <laughs> I loved it. It was so great. <laughs> then, God, I, I'm trying. Most of the details here don't matter. It's just great visual cacophony. Um, For sure. Black Moon is resurrected. <laughs> Love the Black Moon. The Black Moon. That, that is like brought, some yeah. shit my kids would come up with. I loved it. <laughs> the Lilins to Earth. Ray is raising it up. And so I don't know if it's supposed to be like she's rebirthing humanity or the Lilin from it. Um, I felt it felt very like yin and yang too. It's like, well, you have a tea fields and then you have the black moon. The black moon was like sucking things in, maybe it's like black holes versus white holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm trying to remember of like at what point like all the souls start like swirling around her, cradling the black moon. Above the Earth, that happens at some oh, point. No, but it's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like just such a good apocalypse. Yeah, great apocalypse. Like if, if the world, I would way rather go out like that than nuclear war. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, like any of the actual options we have, this is the best one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, at th this is the point where every we're kind of bouncing around to different people, and like some of them want. Shinji's ego to shatter. Some of them are like, oh no, his ego's shattering. And everybody knows, like, once his ego shatters, for whatever reason, because the spear of Longinus has pierced him, he's in charge of instrumentality. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's when Fuyutsuki is like, well, his ego shattered. Uh oh, and the way they do it is that Ray splits off and takes the form of Kaoru to comfort him. Oh, yeah. Then there's a Rei and a Kaoru real, like, that was fun. Yeah. And then Fuyutsuki's like, well, he's a god. He decides what happens now. Enter Shinji's new existential journey. different than the one that happened in the final episodes of the TV series. Yeah. So, for me, this is where 
the show splits off from the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and this is the version that's like, so all of this is is saying like, fandom, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want. This is who you are. And but there's like some some pity for Shinji I think that's it's established. Maybe lovingly said. Yeah, because it opens on. I don't know how literal this is supposed to be. I, I'm, I'm going to wax philosophical about this opening scene with the sandcastle. Oh. Um, he's playing at the playground. Yeah. And we have the sounds of other kids playing with him, but there's two dolls. Yeah. And then their moms come to get them, and Shinji's left behind. Yeah. And I was like, I've been there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how many times our, our parents did that to you, but it, it felt, it feels like a lot. And I say feels like as an important thing because memories are a subjective construction. And as we were watching the scene, you were like, what's with the stage lights? And I feel the stage oh. lighting is a way to say this is the way he's constructed the memory yeah. to be even worse than it was. Yeah. That's that's kind of like my woo-woo that makes sense. Way of understanding that. Yes, he had a traumatic experience, or what is a traumatic experience for a kid, like being left behind, being forgotten. But because like you don't have the coping skills as a kid, you build up a narrative of it being way worse than it was, and like now he's like spiraling negatively down from yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. The stage lighting theory part makes sense. And then I thought, you know, the dolls are Asuka and Ray and and like they've already been instrumentalitied. <laughs> I think, or, or it could be pointing out the way because this is how this is going to continue. He is looking at them as nothing more than like oh, dolls, yeah, for his pleasure. Because the rest of this is going to be a lot of about yeah. him being like, I want them to help me, but I refuse to reckon with the complications of them as humans. Yeah. I only see them as sexual objects I desire. Okay. Like, I think that's kind of the rest of what happens in his little existential journey. And then you also have the abandonment problem. Yeah. Where his parents have abandoned him. Yeah. So, like, the next note I have is as we go into the thing where, like, yeah, everybody's seeing each other's memories. Yeah. Uh, it's way more combative this time. And uh, he's trying to fight with everybody's like hearts instead of understand them like he did in the TV series. Okay. Because he's in this state of like, basically like, why won't any of you have sex with me? <laughs> um, like they, we're just seeing the incel version the incel of stuff. the ending. <laughs> okay. This is like your brain on incel basically. Yes. At this point, he's very much, he is the fans that Anno is mad at. Uh, and we'll get to just how mad he is at them very soon. <laughs> Asuka goes off on him, and we get her first. Pathetic. Uh, which is like, this is a very meme shot. Where, like, right before he chokes her, and she's just yeah. like, pathetic. <laughs> and, like, she's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, I don't know, I just kind of like want your feeling of he chokes her and that music cue. Why won't you help me? Don't leave me alone! Don't abandon me! Don't kill me! No. 
I don't, I don't know if you remember. Had any I don't on remember it. that part. I remember the very end when he chokes her. Um. So this is like what which cue um, triggers like the start of the live film, the third impact. Oh, uh, where like okay, the apocalypse is moving into yeah. action. So because at first he decides, fuck this, I hate everybody. I want the apocalypse. Yeah. I want to instrumentality, and like his way of choosing that is in this memory scene. He Oscar calls it pathetic. He starts to choke her, and then we get this really sweet piano song, uh, yeah, which is like uh, a very like sort of popular like from this movie like the way it's used is just like insane because it's this the very poppy melodic happy sounding thing yeah but the lyrics are written by Anno and it plays throughout the whole series of third impact human instrumentality happening the title is Kom Sutzer Tat which means come sweet death <laughs> first <off>. okay <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to read like one of the verses and choruses here. I know, I know I've let you down. I've been a fool to myself. I thought that I could live for no one else. But now, through all the hurt and pain, it's time for me to respect the ones you love mean more than anything. So, with sadness in my heart, feel the best thing I could do is end it all and leave forever. What's done is done. It feels so bad. What once was happy, now is sad. I'll never love again. My world is ending. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. And then like the the bridge through the end is just this repeating it all returns to nothing. It all comes tumbling down, tumbling down, tumbling down. <laughs> it's so dark. It's so dark. Oh my god. But, like, it's one of those songs that the tone of it is like very again, like very sweet, very major melodic. Yeah, it's a, it's all major. It's all like piano keys. Oh yeah. Right? It's it's like spooky to me. Yeah. <laughs> um so that's playing throughout the whole like next six or seven minutes. Um, where what happens? Oh boy, um, he's choosing death. He's choosing instrumentality because uh, he couldn't find the connection because he's so hung up on like physical love is all that matters or whatever. And then we get the techno bunnies uh, dying uh, to show how instrumentality works, which is the goo creeps in, <laughs> and there's lots of rays, and then as it approaches them. Uh, it turns into like the person they most love or desire. Or like, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. So the one techno bunny who's like worked closely with Masato, uh, it's Masato, uh, comforts him as he yeah. turns to goo. And then the other guy, it's just a pile of rays. <laughs> and they're all like sort of like demonic. And the explanation I've seen for that is because that guy is a nihilist. Oh, sick. <laughs> so, like, there's Love nothing it. waiting for him. Love it. And then the third one, uh, the the girl, we get this nice little 20-second bit of LGBT representation. It that was very nice. She was in love with Ritzko. That was so sweet. <laughs> and Ritzko reaches over her arms and types in her computer, and then she explodes into orange goo, and we see that what Ritzko typed on the computer is, I need you. Aww. <laughs> insane he's so, he's so cute 
okay. So that's that's kind of how instrumentality works. Is you uh, the orange goo approaches you, you see the thing you most desire, and it sweetly takes you into the giant mega soul brain of humanity. Sick. <laughs> As your body explodes into orange goo. Sick. <laughs> and then we get Gendo's reckoning. Uh, as he is taken and it's basically a layout of like generational trauma sort of yeah sort of like we don't get why he's an asshole but he's like admitting I ran because I was scared yeah I couldn't deal with uh, the fact that my wife disappeared I I don't know exactly what he says and he he says something about how he left Shenji because he didn't know how he was scared to love Shenji or something. Yeah. Like he didn't have the strength to do that. Um, he goes a little, a little too far with it, (laughs) (laughs) but like you kind of get it. Um, if we make it through the other movies, we'll get like a much deeper reckoning with him. Like they'll analyze him further. Yeah. Uh, and his motivations. But for now it's like, we get at least something that's like, he's not just a pure nihilist psychopath. Yeah. Um, that happens. And then I see it as like uh, sort of like Ray because we see the three versions of Ray. Yeah. And then we see Ava Unit 1 bite his head off. What's the painting of the thing biting the head off of the one where the women are cutting the head off of somebody? I think that's a Caravaggio cutting uh, off but like who are John the, the people Baptist. In it? I forget. I think it's the people cutting John Baptist's head off. I thought there's one of like there's like women cutting somebody's head off in revenge that's very popular but, but that would yeah i don't I, know i'm not smart know. enough but that's kind of the way i see it it's like he wanted this so bad and he's not allowed to have it like he's being rejected oh. for being part of instrumentality oh that's messed up <laughs> that, that's my interpretation I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I recall that scene that well. I just remember he sees Yuri, right? Yeah. That's and I see it as like Ray, which is sort of like a horcrux of Yui. Yeah. <laughs> Ray and Yui are like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were terrible to our son. I'm not letting you be a part of this thing that's enacting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. That's the way I see him. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. Oh, I got you. Uh, then, okay, at this point, Shinji has. C- and his god form is converted into this thing that's basically like the human nervous system. I don't know if you noticed that. It's not on oh, screen. Oh, when much. he's the tree of life? Yeah. That's the placenta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the tree of life. So there's a lot of placenta imagery that comes oh, yeah. up. I don't know. Yeah, like I thought it was the like a nervous system. Cord. The thing with like all the nerves kind of hanging out. Yeah, so that- it's. I think it's supposed to be maybe both, but like the placenta, they call it the tree of life. When you open up the placenta, there's like nerves that run and it looks like a tree uh, or something like that. And it, and oh he, no, my midwife showed it to me. She's like, look, here's it. It goes like this. <laughs> it's like after I birthed my placenta. Oh, that's dope. Because yeah. it's also uh, the, the thing, the tree of life is... They show all that diagram, which yeah. I believe is the tree of Sephiroth, which is like the, the tree of knowledge from the Kabbalah. Yeah. Um, and somebody mentions at some point, like the knowledge of humanity or Lilith versus the something. So it's sort of like combining a lot of spiritual ideology with physiology. <laughs> well, and it's like, it's like, 
this is all because of the mother. All of this is because of the mother. <laughs> yes, because then what happens is that placenta basically goes back into the womb. The th- Ray's third eye opens and it's oh, a yeah. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the scariest vagina ever. It's got an eyeball. <laughs> Her third eye has a literal eye and a vagina. His <laughs> <laughs> placenta form goes into that. That's when we transition to live action. We get an empty theater, power lines, trains, cat. Just some nice stuff with some music. We just give it like, I don't know. We're just giving Shinji like a moment of peace before <laughs> whatever. But then we go to shots of the audience. <laughs> and uh, a lot of boys. A lot of boys. Uh, There's a a lot of ways you can see this. Uh, I forget exactly what's being spoken over this part, but for me, I'm like, this is definitely, let's hold up a mirror to the audience and show how, like, hateful and awful you are. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, there's only one little detail to indicate to you that this is the audience from a previous, like, cinematic Evangelion release. Really? Because the the first half of it was released as like a separate thing before they were released together. The movie? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can see in the front row, there's one guy holding a Ray doll. <laughs> that's like oh, your no. only if you don't if you don't read up on it, that's your yeah. only indicator. This is this is an Evangelion yeah. audience. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, it's really good. <laughs> So we're reflecting the audience back to them. And then we do this thing where you see we're still in live action. There's a shot of like three normal women yeah, in a crowd. And I don't know if we cut back to the audience again, but the next time we go so. to that same shot, it's three women in cosplay as Masato, Asuka, and Rey. Oh, was it? I didn't <laughs> see that. That's so funny. <laughs> like, sort of like, I don't know. It's like sort of nudging the audience. Like, you guys took this too seriously and you don't even know what real women are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get literally the line that you're avoiding the truth by escaping into a fictional world. So one of the voices tells Shinji this. And the, I think this is where there's like a lot of flashing before he explodes out of Ray's neck. <laughs> the very last thing we see before that, after we've seen just all this chaotic flashing, uh, I think there's like a lot of drawings, which I could look this up. It's somewhere on the internet. I'm pretty sure they're drawings of drawings from their therapy or something. And oh. they're all like kind of fucked up. But the very last thing that flashes is a bunch of emails and letters. And those, before we go to like Ray's neck exploding, yeah. those are death threats Anno had received since, so fucked up. Since, the la- since the show finished. And the line that's being spoken in tandem with it is um, before that, they're talking about like, oh, what are dreams? And like, you should try to live out your dreams or whatever. And the line that's spoken with that is reality comes after the dream by living out his dream of creating the show which helped him work through his depression the reality was people fucking hated him (laughs) (laughs) and he's pissed off and made this movie as a response (laughs) i love it (laughs) that's that's so crazy (laughs) (laughs) so good like 
I have many questions. Not many, but like, was everybody pissed off? At, why were they pissed off about the show? Because of like how like crazy and existential the final two episodes were. Oh, okay. They wanted some like. They wanted, you know, it was like a big epic robot battle and Shinji wins the day. And then like in neatly tied off. And, yeah. Yeah. Like okay. people didn't like how artsy the ending was. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then lots of people were pissed at him for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real he, real mature kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ray's neck explodes. And he is now in like an ocean of LCL, the orange goo with Ray. Like they're basically, uh, they're fornicating, uh, but they're all molded together. Uh, and she tells him. <laughs> fornicating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that he's allowed to undo his original decision where he's like, just destroy everything, whatever. Let's do instrumentality. And he acknowledges yeah, okay. It'll bring back the fear and the pain of living. But he wants to go through with it. And Ray and Kaoru are like, we can be your hope for reconciliation. Which I think is like them trying to be like, yeah, other people might love you. I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't get that. Wait, so he can go back. I didn't know how much it was like him. If he decides to take on a life form, then life is full and real again or if it was just like well like you'll have this vision of i don't know yeah I think that doesn't matter <laughs> it's like they're, they're trying to make a similar message to the ending of the tv series here yeah of like you could choose the world is messy and complicated you can choose things but it's it's not as strong um and i i i'm pretty sure that's on purpose yeah uh, because this is the bad ending. This is like, it's not good ending. This is not like Shinji has not learned the same lessons he learned in yeah. the TV series. I um, thought it was like a religious thing too. It's like you have you have hope because you have your friends in the goo. Yeah, and I I, I put a note. It's like sort of a spiritual like. No, don't worry. We still love you. Like the universe loves you, kind of thing. Yeah, I put a note here that's like he's just. Uh, this is more of like a prayer that like, he's like, I don't know. I hope maybe it could get better. Whereas the TV ending was him saying, Oh, I have things I can control to actively make it better. Yeah. And this is a little more despairing than that TV ending. Yeah. It's a little less agency and control. Yeah. <laughs> they do tell him you must reclaim your lost self through your own effort. You have to be your own savior. Kendrick made you think about it, but he is not your savior. Kendrick made you think about it, but he is not your savior. Cole made you feel empowered, but he is not your savior. Future said get a money counter, but he is not your savior. Brian made you give his flowers, but he is not your savior. He is not your savior. <laughs> um, if I may refer to that. <laughs> It's this, yeah, a similar lesson. Like nobody's here to save you. You got to do it yourself. But gotta do the work. Yeah, and we get that nice line: "As long as there's will to live, you can turn any place into a paradise." Again, good thoughts, but he didn't really get the skills like he did in the other one. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't go through the cognitive behavioral therapy. No, he didn't. He didn't go back and forth with his friends and like realize their feelings and yeah, yeah. <laughs> realize their humanity <laughs> yeah he hasn't he hasn't yes he hasn't seen anybody else he's still self-absorbed yeah is the difference and then we get uh like yui's finale 
Uh, did you follow this? I don't know. We Tell got a me. quick flashback with Yui and Fuyutsuki, um, where she is talking about why the Ava is important to her. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, because it means life forever, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her happy ending is that she chose to fuse with the Ava. Yeah. I guess understanding that at some point it would launch into outer space. <laughs> That it was indestructible. That it was like this indestructible thing that will somehow end think, up in outer space. Yeah, I think it was that. I thought it was that. I thought, okay, she's going to, all right, that's cool. And she's she, going to be that spaceship going out forever till it lands again on a new planet. I, yeah, and it's like, it's a very sort of, I don't know, like motherly thing. Uh, the, the mother is the continuation of life. And uh, they point out, like, it's lonely, but she's going to be proof that humanity existed even billions of years from now. <laughs> it's insane. But, uh, which, I don't know. Just kind of nice. Yeah. So that happens. <laughs> and then here we are. Shinji is once again rejected instrumentality. But this time he didn't really learn anything. He's on the shore with Asuka. <laughs> he briefly sees Ray off in the distance over the water. She's a giant head. Well, there's the giant Ray head that's crashed. But then oh, he briefly yeah. sees her standing there in her school uniform like he did in the very first scene we saw him in the very first episode. Okay. Where yeah, she sees her. And then we cut away, we cut back, and he's, she's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that's just like to bookend. Uh, I don't know well, what that's happens. Cool. He's laying there. He's right next to Asuka. The hands, all, we've been seeing hands all the time. Their hands are so close, but they just are so far apart. Right. Still. For some reason he gets up and starts choking her. <sighs> and she doesn't do anything. Like She didn't wake up or say anything. She was just laying there. She is like dead-eyed. You're not even sure if she's alive until the very final seconds when her eyes move down. After she's reached up, she's tried to touch his face and her hand drops. So you're like, is she dead? Her eyes move down and she says, disgusting. End of movie. It was, that was so brutal. <laughs> I did not like that ending. Um, yeah. Why did he choke her? Because he didn't learn his lessons? That's my theory. I I see it as him. Like he's just still mad at the world. Uh, like he's still just frustrating. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Just bouncing from decision to decision. And uh, yeah, he's still mad at her. I still guess. feeling abandoned. Still feeling like he just wants everything to be easy and for people to do it for him. And he's just taking that boyhood testosterone aggression out. I don't know. I mean, the only explanation, too, still, I think, is the director, Anno, just being like, you're still a bunch of babies. Yeah. You, this is what's going to become of your desires. Like, you're just going to hurt people. Yes. I, th I think that's a very astute Like, I think, I think it's that, but it doesn't, like, really line up with the plot or what I think Shenji would do, if that, what I would hope Shenji would do, but... Well. But I guess this whole, the, like, the, a lot of the second part of the movie from the point of, like, Masato making out with Shenji is, like, he's, like, fine, you babies. You're Shenji, you stupid babies. And here's <laughs> what's going to happen to Shenji. He's going to, like, I mean, like, is he mad that it's not Masato? Is it, like, 
I think he's just mad like his problems weren't solved for him. Yeah. And that like, again, to contrast to the TV ending, he learned the problems are still there, but I have agency and power to work on them. Yeah. This ending, he's still a stupid brat who is like, eh, why isn't everybody just solving my problems for me? Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, it's been fair throughout the series where he's like, someone help me. I'm so lonely. And the TV series ending was him going, oh, they're here. I just have to accept that they're flawed and I'm flawed and there's going to be conflict. And it's going to be hard. Uh, and this, he's still just like, why won't anybody just do it for me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and I found this little write up about it on like one of the, one of the fandom mm. wikis. Mm. Let's just yeah. Let's read this. Asuka's closing line. I'm gonna mess up pronunciation here. Kimoshi warui can mean how disgusting, but it can also be ambiguously translated as I feel unwell, terrible, or sick, mm. or what a disgusting feeling or feels bad. According to an episode of a Japanese anime show. Anime Yawa aired in 2005, blah, 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 blah. The final line was initially written as, I'd never want to be killed by you of all men. Absolutely not. Jesus. <laughs> I kind of like. Or I'll never let you kill me. But Anna was dissatisfied with all of Yuko Miyamura's, Miyamura's renditions of this line. So that's whoever wrote the lines. This alternate line was included as a bonus feature in 2015's Blu-ray box set. Eventually, Anno asked her what she would say if a stranger had broken into her room at night and masturbated over her, to which she replied, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. According to the voice actress for Shinji, the scene itself was modeled on an experience of a female friend of Anno's. The final scene also had many details removed, that better suit the ambiguity of the final line, such as it being more clearly implied that Asuka had returned by herself and chosen to lay by Shinji's side. Oh, These are included in the early draft of the film, along with other considerable changes. For instance, Shinji was originally supposed to masturbate in his room alone, thinking of Asuka, and even his face as he ejaculated would have been shown. <laughs> and there's a cut scene with him bidding farewell to Toji and Kensuke. Oh, I miss Toji and Kensuke. So that's that. <laughs> okay. That kind of makes more sense, I guess. I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't help me at all. It's also like that's not the text we're working with. We're working with this text, right. you know? Right. Like, exactly. It's uh I I just say that's one of the most up to individual interpretation things like I've ever seen in media. <laughs> <laughs> Is the like why did he choke her? Uh, and why did she say disgusting? It's like, whatever you take away from it. And I thought we had some good takeaways. This was Some good takeaways. Okay. <laughs> That's the main series of Ava Gun. That is some madness. <laughs> it is some madness. It's, yeah. I want to know what he would have made if he wasn't so concerned about his stupid audience, you know? I think he like, just wouldn't have made guys. this movie. You don't think he made it at all? He would have just left it at the end of the series. Because it did, like, more... I don't know. I guess I liked it until he choked Asuka. And then I was like, oh, man, <laughs> we learned nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if I can figure out, like, if they were kind of forced to make this movie or if he wanted to make it. 
In reality, the end of Evangelion is closer to the original concept for the series ending, which was changed. So I think they wanted to do it to show the actual action of how instrumentality happened because they were so limited in time and budget to get across the finish line. So like he prioritized like the emotional stakes, the emotional growth. I got to show that in the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he probably wanted to show all the drama and intrigue and action happening behind the scenes. Yeah. That was great. But then the, that was satisfying. I, then that like dark twist on like Shinji's attitude, I'm guessing was changed in response to how the fans treated him for doing yeah. that version of the ending. Yeah. I don't know if that's canon, if that's history. Somebody, whatever, correct me in the comments. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm always happy to talk more Evangelion. <laughs> okay, so if you die, do you go to the goo? If you died before instrumentality happened? Do you get to be in that river sticks with everybody else? I don't know. Do you think it's good to be in the goo? Well, this is this goes back to uh, <laughs> my thoughts and Eckhart Tolle's thoughts on how humanity has to reach a new level of consciousness. Okay. If we want to continue as a species, that like, uh, but yeah, I have this. I've talked about like I have a theory mm-hmm. of there's, there's sort of a spiritual sickness amongst humanity. Oh, absolutely. And like the way that we just go along with the way, like as a whole, our socioeconomic system is like on a roadmap for massive death, destruction, oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of climate change and disparity, et cetera, et cetera. And there are billionaires who kind of want to do their own version of instrumentality. human instrumentality where they're like, I'm going to live in a computer forever. <laughs> and they've had these ideas since the Industrial Revolution, probably before then. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And Eckhart Tolle is, yeah, I've talked about him on here before. Like, He's a philosopher um, who brings in kind of all the major religions and the good of them. He just sort of talks about like there needs to be a spiritual awakening amongst a lot of people to sort of like push back against this and like push humanity to the the new um, yeah. whatever it's going to be that saves us. And for me also, you know, saves other living species. That's the part we overlook too much. How yeah, much not damage. The, not the animal people, but yes, it is overlooked way too often. Yeah. Where was I going with this? I'm tired. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's okay. I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah. No, because I was more like, like spitball about like all the spiritual sh- stuff that comes The Eckhart Tolle theory for me is like, that's the TV ending. I'm, yeah. And the reality of the world we live in is we are heading for the end of Evangelion ending. <laughs> <laughs> Sends you choking. <laughs> a, a teen to- choking another teen on a beach to death. Leaving it up to a bunch of incels to decide the fate of humanity. Yeah. I resulting mean, in just living, uh, living the few remaining living forms being amongst a sea of blood and crucifixes. I mean, it does, it does feel like the world they're in is like where we're headed. You know, it's like, okay. We're going to make it through climate change some, but only some. Yeah. <laughs> only some of us. And it's going to be rough. And it's going to be rough on the other and end. And the billionaires will have uploaded their minds to and, yes. the cloud. And they're going to be, yes. <laughs> and there's going to be chosen children to go fight the wars. And like, that's, you know, it's yeah. the same, but different. <laughs> well, if we continue on to the other movies, maybe we'll find another uh, light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Fans of the movies will know whether or not that's true. <laughs> Steph does not. I don't Uh, know what to expect anymore. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, if we continue on to the rebuild of okay. the Evangelion series, it basically starts the series over. I will. I think of it as like a, like a quantum theory of okay. like quantum string theory. Okay, like it just looks at like what if we nudged things a little bit this way? Yeah, and then how does that change the story? That's like the other movie series. Okay, okay. So it starts very familiar and then becomes its own thing over time Sick. because you, if you're paying attention, you see like what has been nudged. Yeah. That changes things. <laughs> it's so fascinating that he did that kind of like revisiting of the same world. Yeah. Like it's just kind of like everything's a different timeline. And like like I said earlier, the second half of this movie is like a different timeline where we just turned the dial on like what's Shinji's emotional state and how would that impact the rest of the world? <laughs> right. Right. Ugh. And then like it'll kind of do that again in the yeah. rebuild movie series. Which, yeah. yeah, maybe we'll get to it. Uh, that's going to be a little we'll harder see. to produce we because got, we, we won't just be hanging out together. Yeah, it'll take a while. We'll get to it someday, maybe. your kids are in college. <laughs> <laughs> or someone else has another near-death experience well, maybe that needs someday, to. Maybe we'll send them to sleepaway camp some year. Who knows? Yeah, that's an option. <laughs> or we might have to, like just watch them in parts. I don't know. Maybe they'll so. be old enough to watch them with us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna leave them to watch it on their own. Okay, okay. They don't want to watch it with their uncles. All right. It's a little, little too horny to watch with nieces and nephews. All right, it's fair. <laughs> Gross. A little too weird. Watch that with your friends on a sleepover or something. <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's the end of the main series. It's been good. My sister Haven Millie. Come along. Hopefully, way. we'll be back someday for movies. We might also do some filler of other Ano movies. Oh. Or we might even just maybe pick up another series that you pick. I don't know. I got other friends that love this that want to talk about it too. Oh, we can, yeah, I'll do Like if you want to do guests and stuff, I don't know. If you get anybody just you want to have over, just riff. Oh, I know so many people. <laughs> and just like I'd be happy to just bounce off their ideas. So. Yeah what they like or don't like about this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are people that would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if you're one of those people, I don't know. Again, sign off in the comments. Yeah. There you go. But I'm going to stop recording because now I'm tired. Everybody go watch something happy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>